What are the next generation of hospitality professionals uh, excited about their roles and their jobs in, in, in hotels? When we think about past roles in, in hotels, a lot of it was data entry, right? Was taking a registration form and entering it into a PMS system. Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast, the show that deconstructs the inner workings of the hospitality industry, breaking down the tools, tips, and tricks that the world's best-run hotels use every day. Here's your host, Adam Knight. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. Before we get going on this episode, if you find this show and content provides value to you, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a rating and a review on your podcast app. And if you're not a subscriber to the podcast, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Both really do help the show get found by new listeners, and we're all about getting more people in on the conversations we're having here. So with that, my guest today is Sebastian Leitner. He's the Vice President of Partnerships at CloudVent, an all-in-one hospitality management software platform. A question I've been wrestling with lately is, can you provide luxury level service if hotels are moving to a more self-directed experience? Well, we try to uncover the answer on this episode. The pandemic has brought many challenges to the industry, but something no one saw coming was how making everything contactless in the name of health and safety actually trained people to become more self-sufficient at almost every service interaction through the use of their phone. On-demand and personalized service delivery has been both the mantra and challenge for hotel companies for years now. But as guests expect more online and mobile services to be made available, we may now be seeing one of the biggest shifts in technology adoption that the hospitality industry has seen in decades. Not to mention how the evolution of job functions and staffing affect the recruitment and retention of a younger workforce who demand best in class and ease of use for any tool they're charged with using on a daily basis. This is a fascinating space that deserves attention. So let's get to it. This is episode 97 of the Proven Principles podcast, Sebastian Leitner on the demographic effects on hospitality technology. Enjoy. Sebastian, thanks so much for being here. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Why don't you give those who aren't in the know a little bit of a rundown on what CloudBeds is? What, what are you guys up to? CloudBeds is a software company based out of San Diego, California. Uh, we provide innovative and uh, fantastic hospitality management software for modern hoteliers around the world. Um, we provide them with a platform that allows them to power pretty much everything they need to do from a hospitality management perspective. That includes uh, what is traditionally referred to as PMS, channel manager, booking engine, a website, distribution, payment collection, CRM, just to name a few. But ultimately, it allows uh, owners and operators to run their business um, in a very automated, very easy to use uh, software uh, so that they can focus on taking care of their guests, which is typically why they joined the business to begin with. <laughs> Isn't that true? So everything, it's great. Everything's under one umbrella then, sort of a, I hate to use the term walled garden, but you've, you've got control over everything. You're not necessarily plugging other required softwares in to run your property. So that's absolutely that's correct. That's absolutely correct. And and it provides us the ability to really streamline and automate and and simplify some of these workflows uh, where you would typically use three, four, five different systems and products and services. You can do it in, in, a, in a simple workflow. Um, let me give you a couple of examples, right? Like you have a guest that is standing in front of you and telling you that they're checking in two days early or checking out two days early. 
Um, our system, you know, immediately updates availability. It synchronizes the booking engine and website, uh, making the inventory again available for you to sell. It updates booking.com, Expedia, all the distribution channels that the property owner is represented in, uh, providing the hotelier the ability to maximize um, exposure. Um, in the same process, while checking out, we process payments. We 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 uh, charge the card on file, and the owner and operator is paid a few days later. All of that mm -hmm. is very seamless, and and uh, they're only using one single product and and platform. Yeah, one login, uh, not multiple programs to have to learn to get trained on any of that. Does you, if you think about. Um, a CRM, as it were, or a way to track guest profiles and notes and things like that. I know that's very important in the hotel space. Uh, is that functionality in there as well? It's built in, right? Um, we capture guest preferences, guest messages, you know, their behavior, even at time of booking already, uh, whether that's through an online travel agency or th whether that's through an award-winning booking engine. Uh, and all of that information makes it into the system that the property owner and operator uses uh, without any loss of information, any loss of data. Um, we make sure that the information flows to the right teams at the right time, whether that's in housekeeping or whether that's in uh, at the front desk or whether it's in the coffee shop, uh, where they have access to, you know, guest preferences, just like anyone else do. Hmm. So safe to say you are very plugged in to what's going on in the industry right now. I'm sure you talk with, you've got a lot of clients out there, a lot of properties using your software. I'd love to get your hot take on where we're at in the industry right now. What are some of the things that you're seeing that maybe go a little bit deeper than just the top line headlines that everybody's been reading about the industry to date? And when you say the top headline being around... Um... Well, you know, travel's back, flights are getting canceled, hard to find employees, you know, some of those bigger talking points. And my suitcases are have gone missing and may take three months to recover. Uh, that's the <laughs> latest. That. <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I, I think part of my job is is talking to our customers and, and hoteliers around the world, and it's it's probably the most meaningful conversations. Just listening from them or talking to them directly and listening, you know, what pain points they have, what opportunities they see, and what gets them excited and what gets them out of bed every day. Um, <sighs> I think the, the the most important trend is that, uh, in in my opinion, is that this this COVID pandemic has uh, digitalized or enabled a very different customer, if you will. Um, I use the example of my parents, who are you know in their. 80s, if you will, or 70, uh, if you will, they know how to reach me via FaceTime, via Zoom, via Skype, and they are much more digitally savvy than they've ever been before. Um, and whether that's a new generation or existing uh, travelers, we've become very, very savvy in using the latest technology from these last two years and with that a lot of our owners and operators are uh, trying to um, make 
the same experience as a reality when it comes to um, staying at a beautiful property along the uh, Yucatan beach or, you know, somewhere in wine country. Uh, how do I create an experience that is uh, digital, that is contactless, but still engaging? Uh, and these are some of the conversations that we're having every day at CloudBeds, which gets me excited because they come to us looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. You know, I remember hearing uh, about halfway through this pandemic, so I guess, what was that, about a year and a half ago, that Marriott's biggest competitor through this wasn't another hotel company, it was Zoom. And I think that that speaks really, really closely or aligns really well with what you're saying, where people's comfort level and proficiency with technology, even though it sounds a little ridiculous to say, is is getting better because you know you have to have the conversation about changing demographics in the in, not just in the traveler, but in the the workspace as well. Demographics changing and, and people coming in are expecting a certain level of uh, technological proficiency within the organization if they want to work there. Um, and what we've seen, I mean, anybody who's spent any time in the hotel industry knows that just about nobody is is uh, could be accused of being cutting edge or tip of the spear when it comes to technology adoption in hotels. So when you're having these conversations with clients, what direction are they starting to look? Is there do you get a sense that there's more of a, a willingness and an openness to adopt? new ways to deliver service or interact with guests, uh, either pre-stay or on property, that may be pushing the envelope a little bit, maybe getting us into the, the 21st century, as it were, from a, a hotel tech perspective? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the last 18 or 24 months were, were interesting in a, in a way, because when we were in the middle of a pandemic, people were still trying to travel or uh, trying to leave their houses and, and go places. And we were thinking about contactless as a, as a safety measure, right? To keep us from needing to have personal contact to access our rooms without having to talk to somebody from a purely medical perspective, because we wanted to avoid uh, contact, uh, if you will. Now we're at the point in time where uh, there's different drivers uh, behind uh, hoteliers wanting to upgrade their technology. Um, one is the the traveler has been much is much more savvy when it comes to the use of uh, tools and and their phones, uh, but also uh, you know the shortage of staff. And I know you mentioned it before, but uh, are there things that we can get our customers to do, our travelers to do, so that we offset some of the resources that are needed in order to manually enter guest details, for instance, into a reservation at time of check-in. Are these things that can be done by the consumer, by the traveler themselves, during the ride from the airport to the hotel, so that I don't need to spend five minutes checking in a customer, but maybe only one minute or 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. um, and as demand picks up as we're running at 70, 80, 90% occupancy throughout um, this season, this travel season, these things have become much more prevalent, much more common, much more, um, I guess, front of mind of hoteliers looking for upgrades. And there's also a realization that, you know, this pandemic is 
either here to stay or over, whichever you want to define it. Uh, but we are going back to some form of normality where travel will be around. It's never going to go completely away. So let's be ready, to your point, to cater to the next generation of travelers that, frankly, they don't know anything but uh, a modern smartphone. Mm. Uh, when mm. we present them with a registration card and they're like, you want me to use a pen for that? And we've heard that from <laughs> customers, right? Like, like, do you think me, can you read my handwriting? I don't know. Right. I, I haven't right. written a lot of forms yet recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It, it there's this question that I've been wrestling with. I've been, uh, and I, I don't know what the answer is here. And I'd, I'd love to get your take on it because I think that, you've got to look at the self-directed nature of how hospitality, the hotel environment is starting to evolve, where there's, again, we've already talked about it, contactless and much more done on the phone, pre-arrival, things like that. And ultimately what that means is that you've got fewer staff interactions. And when you look at the hotel industry, at large, you, you you could break it down very simply into, you know, we've heard them all before. There's luxury hotels, upper class hotels, mid-scale hotels, select service, all that. So you've got this, this range of styles of property and styles of service. That's how they've largely been defined. Sure, you have better linens and better beds and more amenities on site, but largely the the style and engagement of service is a major differentiator in those buckets of hotels. So when we think about a self-directed experience through technology at each one of these different styles of properties from select service all the way up to luxury, are you, and this is, maybe this isn't an easy question to answer, but is there a way, or are you seeing a difference in how technology is adopted and deployed in different uh, categories of hotels as we come out of this. Absolutely, right? And um, we see it in the depth and the level of engagement and, and to a certain extent also the the service levels around the experiences they're, they're generating. So let's say you have... Uh, a smaller reception desk, um, a lot of uh, the guest interaction to your point have moved to a mobile phone or a smartphone. Uh, when you stay in a luxury property, the services that are offered inside that digital wallet or smartphone experience is often very more comprehensive uh, than a economy property from booking your spa appointment to your tea time to you know asking for your car these are all things that can happen on the palm of your hand in a luxury property using your device today this is not future music this is this is a reality in many of our properties today where these types of services offered by a luxury properties are very much physically possible um, through a smartphone. Now, an economy property may have something else. They may have uh, featuring an, an, a, an Uber Eats application that they've embedded into their application versus room, ordering room service. Um, so it, it still provides convenience, if you will, uh, 
but it is facilitated and delivered maybe by an outside vendor versus um, by uh, the fine dining restaurant that sits at the bottom of the staircases that you may want to order that club sandwich or that famous uh, dish from that, um, you know, you've been uh, wanting to discover. It's interesting. So the services are still there. The, the amenities at the luxury properties are still there. You're just, as a guest, interacting with them in a different way. One could argue that you are reaching more customers and ultimately you're able to um, sell more of your products and services, right? Because this can mm-hmm. happen throughout the day. Uh, and many of our customers and many of our properties actually provide contextual cues, whether that's after check-in, hey, do you want a a reservation tonight for dinner? We can actually continuously have a conversation with uh, our guests as hoteliers to provide them the ability to engage with us. Um, Mm. And and, and that is often more scalable than having a concierge um, available um, you know, during certain busy times to, 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 to cater to luxury guests. And that's always been the challenge, hasn't it? That, that you, once somebody checks in and they're away from the front desk, how do you get them to go rent a cabana or buy a round of golf or go to the spa or eat in the, eat, eat in multiple restaurants for multiple meals other than hopefully they click through on your TV and you know see some different things that are going on or maybe you have a sheet that you handed out a check-in that maybe they read and maybe they don't they put it in their room and forget about it this th- it sounds to me like the new way of providing a high level of service to guests is not necessarily that face-to-face driven experience where you might get 30 seconds to two or three minutes with somebody upon arrival and then and then awaiting for them to engage you at a concierge desk and we're talking at a at a luxury resort here but i guess you could make the same argument all the way down the chain to different styles of properties now it's about how do you build out your technology offerings so that you can engage guests in the way that they want to be engaged and they can take action at a time that's appropriate for them but they have all the information at their fingertips Absolutely. And you can be much more exciting with your offers, right? You can be more seasonal with your offers. You remember the the in-room directory with the room service menu yeah. that was printed oh, yeah. and, you know, sometimes didn't look the part? Think about mm-hmm. how a digital experience can be seasonal, right? Fresh strawberries, they're in, on the market. We picked them up today. You can cue that message in a few seconds and push it to the audience that you desire. And you didn't have to print anything. It didn't have to go complicated. It could, in some cases, and we've seen this with, uh, you know, sort of mid-tier properties. Hey, we have a new beer on tab and it's a WhatsApp message that makes it to the customers and creates a sort Mm -hmm. of community, if you will. And it becomes, you know, fairly engaging. Um, And it's, uh, is, but it is highly relevant, and and we see a great level of engagement uh, amongst the audience uh, that the hoteliers are uh, trying to cater to. 
Yeah. I think this is really a, a fascinating discussion. This has been a space that I, I can tell you from experience that hotels have really struggled with for a long time is that personalized experience. And, and over and above trying to collect profile data on guests and hoping that different departments in a hotel would would let the front desk know that Mr. Smith likes almonds or drinks a Diet Coke, all the Diet Cokes in the minibar. Uh, now you're you're able to learn much more about the guests and, and kind of see, not to be creepy about it, but you sort of see how they interact with the different services and offerings at a property. And then well, I'm assuming with, you know, a, a, a platform like CloudBits, you're then able to better tailor the how you communicate with somebody based off of the learnings that you can get from the system that you've put in place. So it's it's much less manual. And it's also something that gets us excited when we look into the future, right? Like when we, um, you know, what are the next generation of hospitality professionals uh, excited about their, uh, their roles and their jobs in, in, in hotels? Uh, when we think about past roles in, in hotels, a lot of it was data entry, right? Was taking a registration form and entering it into a PMS system. And when we replace that with, you know, having an uh, a promotional conversation that is fully digitalized and in person, of course, as well, um, with an audience that we understand that we can tailor um, uh, the office to um, using tools like CloudBeds um, that allow us to scale that and automate a lot of these workflows. Uh, that's a much more interesting, I guess, job profile than mm-hmm. keying in the address and maybe mistyping it um, for 200 guests that have been arriving in the last 24 hours. Well, you get leading into my next question here. So we we've covered, and which is great because we've covered the the changing demographic of the traveler a little bit and what people are starting to look for and expect, not just look for, but it's it's becoming table stakes, I would imagine, at this point for the for the guests, right? But we have this whole other challenge out there about finding staff. And I think taking it a couple level deep levels deeper on this, a lot of these staff are not going to come back. So how do we evolve positions to be to be able to be done with fewer people? But also how do you get new people in to fill those jobs you know, as they become available? So there's kind of a multi-pronged issue here to attack. And when you're when you're talking with clients and and seeing what's going on out there, how should should and how should hotel management companies be thinking about the changing demographics in their workforce when they're looking at bringing on technology. Because I can tell you in the past, that was rarely, if ever, a part of the discussion was, you know, once once the contract was signed, it was really just more about getting the staff trained up and making sure that everybody's using it. Rarely is there a hotel that considers the end user as the employee as a part of the decision to bring in a new tool. And I'm curious to get your perspective is if that's changing and how should we be looking at it? It is absolutely changing. So look, we're, uh, as employers, as hoteliers, we are looking to recruit from the, you know, generation that is leaving schools right now, Generation Z. Uh, They've been uh, the most digitally savvy generation in 
in, in whenever. They, I don't think they know anything but smartphones and great user experiences. And what we see happening, uh, as I talk to hotels and hotel owners and operators throughout the world, when they use 20, 30 different systems that are you know, reminding you of these green screens and, and, and blue screens or whatever color the screens are, where uh, we hitting we the have, tab key all the way through your screen. <laughs> have you, do you know, the use of your function keys, uh, you know, and, <laughs> right. and that can be a very discouraging experience for, for hoteliers uh, and, and young hoteliers leaving schools and joining, um, joining, uh, I guess the, the working um teams throughout the world um we as hoteliers or as as uh, as operators uh, of hospitality businesses throughout the world we have to create exciting work environments for the next generation that is joining this industry and you know uh and upgrade their roles um which is why i'm super excited that clubbits is doing the horizon program where we're partnering with schools delivering uh, great technology, our technology to schools to to show what a next generation technology platform can do both for the user that is managing the business, but also from a guest perspective. And because it 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 really touches on these both points. Uh, as part of that program, you know, we go through uh, workflows with universities and we tell them that the the old check-in principles, for instance, and we'll use check-in as an example, that has 12 steps or 14 steps, that can be done in one single workflow because we can automate eight out of 10 steps. Uh, hmm. And, you know, some of the exercises they're actually teaching in, 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 in schools are disappearing, which is extremely exciting because we've we've put technology and operational efficiency gains around it uh, to make it simpler. Um, so, yeah, I think as an industry, we have to do a better job at at making roles in hospitality more exciting uh, with technology and with you know, uh, clubs, for instance. I, I believe we can do that. And getting them when they're in school is critical. I, I think, I mean, that's, talk about being proactive. We have to, and, and, and it's also a great place to get feedback, right? Because every, and this is sort of what makes this industry unique, um, is we are all travelers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as, as, as much as we are responsible for running hospitality businesses, whether it's on the technology side or whether it's as owners and operators uh, around the world. We are also customers. We are also travelers, et cetera. And so we, everyone that works in this industry has a strong opinion about uh, what, what, um, what great guest experiences should look like. So when we go to schools and when we have discussions with, you know, with them about what what we can do better from a guest experience perspective, uh, whether that's the teachers or whether that's the students, they each bring very passionate experiences and and great feedback. And, and we love those conversations. I think the discussion when a hotel is looking to bring on a new platform inevitably turns to ROI. And 
I through this discussion, I could see a pretty strong ROI, but I don't want to put any words in your mouth. I'd I'd love to get your your thoughts on what and what would your answer be if you're talking to a GM or a director of operations on you know what what kind of an ROI should we be expecting if we bring a, something like cloud beds into our property? It seems strong to me, but I'd love to get your take on it. Yeah, I, I think there's a two part answer to this question, and um, the first one is that when when we talk to hoteliers, there is a immediate resistance of hoteliers wanting change. That has changed in in, in, in the last two years, but uh, in a lot of hotels, we use four, five, six, seven, ten different systems to manage our, uh, our, our property. Um, and when we talk to them about moving ten systems to a single platform, uh, that can be quite scary at times, uh, if I may say so. Um, mm-hmm. It can be daunting. Uh, it's like, what do you mean? There's only one system that does all of the things that I used to do with ten different systems. How's that? How's that possible? So, um, that's that's a big component of what our teams do um, throughout the world on on just education that there is a better way of running your business versus you know having to train ten different. Uh, systems or having to be familiar with 10 different systems with 10 different you know operators and def- 10 different software companies so removing some of that uh you know hesitance is, is is a big component of what we do now i don't think that a hotel wants to use 10 different systems uh let's be honest uh and through that process we quickly come to um you know a discussion with hoteliers around the world, which is what is the experience that you want to create for your employees? What's the experience you want to create for your guests? And by walking them through the different steps that are involved in in illustrating these these experiences, they quickly realize the benefits of the platform. And coming back to the second part of your question, which is what's the ROI? Well, the ROI is in the the optimization of workflows, the saving of time, right? In average, we save four hours of work per day per employee. That's huge. That's because huge. We're, because we're removing workflows that have been manual because we are not, we are synchronizing the data across all, you know, I guess, endpoints of a system because it's, you, you don't have to, um, do certain things manually. You can fully automate um, payments. You can fully automate uh, the processing of virtual credit cards. You can do things across multiple platforms that you, sorry, uh, across one platform that you can't do if you have to um, automate uh, 10 different systems at once. So that's that's one example. Uh, the other thing is 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 because Everything is always in sync. And because we are at Club, it's also responsible to sell, you know, whether that's through Google or through booking.com or whether that's through uh, the website or whether it's a booking engine. Because you synchronize all of this information in one place, the rates are always in sync, your distribution strategy is in sync, you can revenue manage effectively. We see a significant increase in revenue across the board. And that is up to twenty percent increase, right? Uh, which is 
which is fantastic. So immediately when you switch on uh, CloudBeds, your your properties are distributed in real time in all major channels. We have about 150 different channels that we synchronize rates and availabilities to. Uh, you're featured on organic search uh, results in, in Google, uh, providing you direct um exposure and business coming through the biggest search engine in the world. Uh, so mm-hmm. these are some of the examples uh, of ROI, if you will, uh, that I would illustrate. Yeah, I love this discussion here about technology and changing demographics and and uh, is how this is evolving as we move through this. And I think we're really just in the, the first inning of, of the game, as it were. Right now, we're going to see this just change and evolve and new people, new employees are going to come in and guests are going to demand different, different, you know, offerings and and how to engage with these platforms. I just think this is a really interesting space that is probably going to elicit some of the biggest change we've seen in this industry in decades. Uh, and it's exciting that we're right at the front of it. And Sebastian, I appreciate you giving us a, kind of a, a look at uh, how CloudBeds is attacking it and, and the value that you guys are bringing to the industry here. I appreciate you coming on. If anybody wants to learn more about you or CloudBeds, where should they go? Our website is the best place. Cloudbeds.com um, is where everything starts. We have a lot of our content, a lot of our contact information is, is featured there. Um, and, uh, you know, we regularly publish um, blogs, thought leadership pieces, even recordings of us talking about the industry and, and showcasing some of the properties and what they're doing to run their business better. Uh, so I would definitely start Cloudbeds.com as our website for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Sebastian, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. This was my episode with Sebastian Leitner. You can learn more about him and CloudBeds at cloudbeds.com. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you're not a subscriber to the podcast, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For past episodes or to get in touch with us, just go to theprovenprinciplespodcast.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at the Proven Principles Podcast, or you can find us on LinkedIn. I'm Adam Knight, and you've been listening to the Proven Principles Podcast. Until next time.